me right now Come and look at me right now Yeah, I've had my ups and downs But I've never hit the ground Welcome everyone to the True Exact Show I'm your host here with Brian, Eric, my brother Ray Who's a big fan of our next guest As we all are We got Jesse Margera here The drummer for CKY from Westchester, Pennsylvania You've probably seen him, you know Early 2000s rocking these hoodies I know I saw the hoodies in high school and everything So it was an honor to for him to come on And talk about his path in music So you know, let's just get into it, man. Talk about your upbringing, how you got into music, and how the band started and everything. We'll go from there. Uh, we all met in high school, actually, in Westchester. And uh, just started playing gigs, you know, around Philly and stuff like that. And then um, we got on a bunch of skate video soundtracks, like Toy Machine and all these other ones, until we finally got our own with my brother. And then... Uh, that led to, you know, all the jackass stuff and all that. And, yeah, it's it's crazy how, how fast it happened. You know, I was a high school kid, and then all of a sudden I'm on tour in a band. <laughs> in, in, in high school, did you, like, did you play any other instrument or it was just strictly drumming, and then you guys just, like, formed a garage-type band and it took off from there? Or Yeah, I, I, was, I was, like, all I did was – skate and play drums when I was like a teenager (laughs) and I played baseball I was all right at baseball (laughs) (laughs) so you just made the right choice yeah yeah Uh, I definitely didn't expect it to be like a job especially now like in my 40s (laughs) was it scary uh, like here we are (laughs) when you decided to make that like I'm going for this was it like a scary situation Knowing that I'm going to do this and... I mean, it all happened so quick before I knew it. You know, we're on tour with, like, Guns N' Roses and stuff. Oh, I was like man. I was like a dumb kid. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before I could even think, oh, is this going to be my, my job? <laughs> it already was. <laughs> you were in high school, you said, when it started. How old when it, like, took off, like, like it really shot off? Because it happened so quick. How old were you yeah. when it when it happened? So I graduated high school and probably played gigs around here for a year, and then we got invited to go on the Warp tour in '99. Uh, wow, which was crazy. It was like yeah. the weirdest lineup ever. It was like Eminem and yeah. Ice T and Blink One Eighty Two, and like I mean, it was nuts. Like to be a basically a teenage kid with all these like big time bands it was pretty intimidating you were taking the essay like the green day guy would come out and be like are you seriously doing the whole tour in that van because we had like (laughs) the worst van you could ever imagine (laughs) it was that white one wasn't it that had the idr written on the side no it was uh my guitar player and singer now chad's uh astro it wasn't even like a real van it was like an 88 astro van (laughs) (laughs) Some heavy metal like, rock. Every day it was like ground, Groundhog Day, you know, like the right. Billy from Green Day would be like, wait, no, for real though, you're touring in that. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, I ain't making millions yet. Like, chill the yeah. fuck out. Like, I was you know, just thinking. Yeah. If I didn't sell enough t-shirts, then we would make it to the next town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question about the warp tour. It's kind of it's related, but a little non-related. There was a guy 
I ran into a couple of years back who said he was like a roadie on the Warp Tour, and I had told him I was a fan of Eminem, and he was like, oh, yeah, I remember Eminem when he was on the Warp Tour, and he would open up for a lot of the bands, and people booed the shit out of him. And like, oh, man, yeah. They, they did? That happened? Yeah, yeah because in 99, he just came out with that first single. Right. So, like, half the crowd liked him, and half the crowd was like, fuck you, Vanilla Ice, go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Geez, that's that's kind of fucking crazy. Who'd you who, did you guys were you guys in the like I'm I'm guessing the beginning of the lineup of the Warp Tour was there anyone you opened for like uh, you had to introduce? How'd that work? They sent you out there for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Well, we're on like this. Uh, we're we're on Vulcan. Um, okay. You know, like they they have clothes and all that, but they had a record label back then, and uh, so we're on their tiny little stage. <laughs> so uh in the and, um, there's like some really good punk bands on on with us um that like got pretty pretty big time um i think pennywise was on there and nice uh yeah i mean that tour was nuts like you know it was the sublime guys um mm -hmm. i forget they weren't called sublime though they had a new name but it was sublime without the singer obviously yeah yeah, yeah. just and so then, you uh, know i'm the only i'm the only one that like is a rock music guy out of yeah. everybody sitting All here. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So, He's a rock guy. Yeah, I'm the rock yeah. guy. He's like when you warp tour VHSs and all I that used shit. to go to the warp tour when it was yeah. in Asbury Park. Yeah. It was just in the parking lot of the whole like town. And then yeah, they moved we just it. Did, it got uh, crazy. 2017 warped. It, it was a good one. Guar was on it. And um, it's a really good band called Beartooth. Awesome. Like, that drummer hits like he's like a caveman like it, it looks like instead of drumsticks you should have like femur bones or something <laughs> get out of here a guy from a band named bear tooth looks like yeah. a caveman yeah <laughs> they're really owning the name there are your muscles like getting worse the older you get where you can't keep up as much and you have to like start actually exercising or no uh so far not really thank god <laughs> I still, uh, I mean, you know, if I got to play longer than an hour or something, then I get tired. <laughs> I, used to, I used to play like two hour shows like it was nothing. And now I'm like, <laughs> when, now, other than that's fine. Growing up, I mean, I read a little about you. It said Led Zeppelin was like your main influence. Yeah. Was there any other musicians or bands that made you veer towards like wanting to, you know, drum? Well, I mean, Led Zeppelin was first because that's what I saw when I was a kid. Uh, I saw like "Song Remains the Same," and uh, I have that exact same drum set. I had to get it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, the see-through, the clear ones, the amber yep. Ludwig's. Wow. And uh, for some reason, Ludwig—I've been on Ludwig for like twenty years. They're like the best drum company ever. I don't know why they picked me, but. <laughs> hey, don't but, uh, sell yourself short, man. Never do that. Uh, well, it's like, you know, Ringo Starr, Alex Van Halen, John Bonham, and me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ringo Starr, right there, you're in good company. So. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah man. Now, For sure. the... The name CKY, I know Raymond wants to get into this, like the formation, but like, how did it become the tape names of like the pre-Jackass stuff, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, like we I, know it's Camp Kill Yourself, but like where did it originate? I know it was like oil, foreign objects you were in playing yeah. around. Like. So that was, uh, 
we call the videos and the band CKY. It doesn't make any sense because it has nothing to do with each other. But yeah. Yeah. to us, it did because we would just film stuff all day. Yeah. And then record music all night. So it made sense to us, but it, it was very confusing to people. And, and the confusion was kind of a cool thing because it led people to, um, you know, dig deeper because they were just trying to find out what the hell it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then the name Can't Kill Yourself was like this horror movie that we wanted to film, like a really on purpose, low budget, cheesy horror film. Right. But like back then, you couldn't, like just to get film alone was like $200,000 or something. Wow. And, you know, that, that's not including any movie props or anything. It's just, just for the film. And so like, how many us, us being like dumb teenagers, we couldn't come up with that kind of money. So the movie never happened. So we just ended up calling the band that. <laughs> <laughs> it works out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. We're never going to make that money. So might as well just call the tape that. That's oh, man. Great, man. It, it kills me to think about because when we did get some money, then we would buy tons of film and we record concerts and stuff. And uh, I don't even want to know what we spent, but. I don't even think we used any of the footage. <laughs> and like, think about it now. You have like unlimited films. Yeah. Like, it's just I know, so much it's crazy. Easier. Like, recording and, and filming now is, is so much cheaper. It's crazy. When did, Brad, did you have a question? Sorry. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking. When, uh, now, when you were obviously coming up with the CKY tapes and stuff, like one of the, obviously the two big songs in my view, boy, was Flesh in the Gear, 96 Clip and Rings. So like mm -hmm. that one is amazing. 96 Clip and Rings. Always love that one. Love the video. How did, is that the one song that came out you realized like you were, you were ascending? Like, all right, this is happening. Like we got something here. Oddly enough, when the album came out, that, that wasn't the single. And, and uh, it doesn't have a chorus. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we got on that Tony Hawk video game. Mm -hmm. And then um, they that's used awesome. it for the shopping cart stuff. Yes. And then that, that's, when it, that's when it, like, really picked up. But for the first year, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't the single at all. Actually, uh, the guy at Island Def Jam told me that, because I said that should be the single, and, and he said it, it would be career suicide. Wow, because there's no there's no chorus. It's just a guitar riff. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, you can't use a guitar riff as a chorus. But anytime uh, a music industry person says it's career suicide, go for it. You're you're either <laughs> you either struck gold or or yep. they're right. And oh, yeah. it's you're on like the brink of greatness or you're about to kill the entire thing yeah, yeah. And i'm crazy I'm sure about like, that i'm oh, sure right. you know the beatles or something heard like you can't oh, yeah. love they, me dude that's career bro, they were passed up on <laughs> by like two people like think about yeah. that think about the asshole passed up on the beatles like, oh, yeah. You guys will never make it. All right, like go fuck yourself. Think, think about the guy that quit the band before they got married. Yeah, <laughs> good, old Pete, good old Pete Best. Love that yeah. guy. Love definitely. to get him on. My dad what always said. My dad always said Pete Best is definitely an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, that way Best around is. it. I hope they bought him like a car or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they acted like they don't know him. Hey, here's that guy again because he probably tells that story drunk at a bar. I was a beetle. Yeah, sure yeah. you were 
Pete. Every, yeah, everyone, everybody at the bar is like, whatever, man. I think he's the drummer of the Beatles is over there. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy? You said, you said they said it was career suicide, yet 20 yeah. years later, it's one of the most iconic guitar arrests, mm, and it's a amazing. meme now. Like when you, yeah. It used to be if Weird Al covered your song, you knew you made it. Now when you're a meme, you made yeah. it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, so, it's such a different time now. Not yeah. that, that guitar riff, how did, I know like there's weird stories how certain songs get made where like, oh, someone left the tape on, like Hotel California wasn't supposed to be that big. That guitar riff, did that, was that in the initial like recording? Did that happen by accident? He, did he just go crazy with it and you guys were like, oh shit, that's pretty good. Or was yeah, it like planned in it? We were jamming in my basement that was like a dungeon, I'm telling you. It was like, it was straight out of a... a horror film or something um it was the then, it was the set of your cky movie yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh as soon as that riff happened i just said no because everyone had to leave and go to work and i'm like none of us are going to work because yeah. we have to record this right now <laughs> that's awesome though how that happens man because as a musician yeah. as a musician you do just know so like you have a feeling a gut feeling with like a hit you have or something so or, or a line like all right this is gonna land so for a, a studio exec to say nah this is suicide but you go with it anyway like that good for you man yeah now when you well, guys read when you, you know, guys read the, the record label didn't put any money behind it um we did all the work ourselves by you know being friends with tony hawk and and yeah. And Spike Jones, you know. Right. <laughs> hey, Tony, we need a favor here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he basically said, hey, you guys got a song in, in Pro Skater 3. Which one is it? And we're like, this one. <laughs> did, you feel, did you feel like added pressure for the following out, like the follow-up album? Like, did you say, all right, shit, we better put something really good out? Uh. All I know is we were in Hawaii recording, so I, I wasn't thinking about anything like that. I want to go on my honeymoon. It's fucking beautiful there. Uh, I was like, let's get, let's record the shit, get the hell out of the studio, so we can go to the beach. Was that, I, was that, uh, that was in IDR, right? The follow-up album. Yeah. I still to this day I don't skip a track on that album. Yeah, thanks, man. It's that's uh, I. Those albums that are start to finish good, you know, you gotta you gotta hang on to them. I I got like five of them in my car right now, right? Like, where, you, where you don't even have to skip a track at all. <laughs> also, we're yeah, I'm old school too. So so with CDs, I love them, and I know you got some grief for having an old style email. I got an AIM email, so don't worry about it. <laughs> nice. Oh, and speaking of albums, let me. Last summer, me and my wife went to Rosehip Garden. Oh, my wife yeah. uh, so we met you we met april oh yeah nicest woman in the world and i got a bone to pick with you she was selling one of your vinyl albums and uh, answer found for like a dollar now did you know about that wait answer can be found that i don't think that ever came out on vinyl it might have been the uh no it, yeah i know so maybe it was the uh, carver city one it was a vinyl oh, it was a super nice vinyl and then she was selling it for like a dollar. And I even said to her, I'm like, does just know you're doing this? And she said, he gave it to me. <laughs> I, probably, I probably dropped uh, 200 of them in her garage and she just wants to get them the hell out of there. 
<laughs> Moral of the story, your mom's selling your record for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. She probably, probably like called me to come sale. pick them up like 20 times, and I didn't. Uh, yeah. so, so that's what happens to me. Now, was it hard for you to separate yourself from the CKY slash jackass shit going on in the films and stuff? Or you kind of roll with it and you were okay with it? Yeah, I mean, it was like uh, it, when they would tie, tie us to it on tours and stuff, mm -hmm. um, that was fine. But then in some countries that didn't understand what was going on, it, it was pretty annoying because, uh, you know, you're in like Belgium or something and they're like, where's, where's we man, you know, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? man? This is, this is the band. He's, he's not in the band. So they thought Jackass was a band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, the confusion early on was, was something. It was like, yeah, because they're always married together. Like it's yeah, when yeah. you think of CKY, Landspeed, or 2K, or Jackass, your music is the soundtrack to it. Like, yeah, it's which is funny because I mean, we've we've done <laughs> soundtracks to like tons of movies, but that one just stuck because of the connection, I guess, with my brother. That, yeah. But it brings people back to a good time in their life. Like that's why yeah. I still always look back at that time. It was such a, a, it was a simpler time and it was just the memories. Like how many nights did me, you, Brian, we sit and watch those videos and just laugh our ass off. 34. Yeah. 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 Like it was like, we can recite everything. Yeah. From the back. Like, and we still do. Yeah. Like it, yeah. you, you have left like an image in us for the rest of our lives. It's crazy. it's crazy how that works, man. There's certain albums. If, if, if you put them on, it's like, I'm 18. You're right back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like every, every time I pick up a baseball, I always say I'm going to peg Raymond in the back like you got pegged in that one. Did that hurt, <laughs> by the way? Oh, it all hurt, man. I'm, I'm pegged <laughs> right now. Yeah, but when you took that shopping cart and you slammed yeah. on the back, that's still one of the funniest scenes. Dude, that, that still hurts. Uh, on rainy days, especially, it hurts. Like hell. I, don't know what, I don't know what rain has to do with it, but... <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst injury you ever suffered man i broke my wrist in half one time uh I can't, I can't remember if we were filming or if it was just me being an idiot but uh <laughs> it's crazy to see your wrist like hanging on by just skin that's some, that's some crazy shit. Especially <laughs> as a drummer, that's got that's yeah. like your livelihood, man. That's like, <laughs> dude, I I seriously thought I was gonna be like the Def Leppard guy after that. Like, <laughs> it was it was crazy. The back to the bands really quick. The the formation of the other bands, which I know Raymond knows more about, uh, mm -hmm. he can delve into it a bit. Was that like um. I want to compare it to, was that kind of a Corey Taylor with a Stone Sour type thing? Like you wanted to go a different route, make a different name for yourself and go a little softer or like a different <laughs> style? Or was it just for fun? Um, wh which band are you talking about? Like Viking uh, I'm, I'm Skull. And, bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Viking Skull. Yeah. Uh, right. The company band, Fuckface Unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Bam's, Bam's band was just a reason to, go get hammered and get paid for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Those, those gigs were so much fun. Like, I oh, imagine. I, 
it was like it was a, a, a party every night man um and then the company band was just me sitting on my porch like kind of like right now with some <laughs> beer beer courage and uh it was when CKY broke up the first time in, in 2007 or whatever. Hmm. And I was like, all right, now what the hell am I going to do? So I just went through my phone and like called all my heroes and just said, Hey, do you want to jam? And then they all said, yeah, when? <laughs> awesome. So I got like my favorite singer pretty much of all time. Neil um, yeah. Uh, clutch. I, I got a clutch tape when I was in like ninth grade or something. And, I've been obsessed with that band ever since. <laughs> nice. And then uh, I got the bass player from Fu Manchu, another okay. amazing band. And uh, this guy, Fireball Jim, from a band called Fireball Ministry, <laughs> I was a huge fan of as well. That's really so, cool. Now, what's yeah. your, when you go to record an album or a song, like how do, do you start your drums first or do you wait for like the guitar riff, the vocals? Like, How does it it all come together like that um it's different every time um some songs yeah i just cut the drums without anything um you know the company band for instance like that band's all about feel so most of it was cut live like wow. those guys were right there with me tracking it and um i think the only thing that wasn't live was like vocals and guitar solos <laughs> nice yeah wow yeah Amazing. And I, I prefer to do it that way, honestly, because that's when you get the feel, you know, like a lot of criticism I have with like newer albums is like they're, they're too perfect, you know? Yeah. Because like you could just go on the computer and fix every little mistake and right. everything like that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people forget that it's supposed <laughs> to sound like four yeah. dudes in a room playing music. So That's good. I never and, thought of that. And there's going to be mistakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. It takes away like the genuine feel of it. Like it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. As long as it's not some catastrophic mistake, you know, if it's just a little flub or something, that that kind of adds humanity to it. But like, usually, stuff like that. Me and Brian have talked. We used to rap and stuff like that. You are the only one who notices. You know what I mean? The person yeah. who wrote it, the person who recorded it, you'll notice if you slip a word up. But the fans don't. They like they have no. Oh problem. yeah. But every time you hear that part in a song, you're like, God damn it, I hate that part where I did that. So you're the only one who yeah. fucking notices, honestly. Especially shows, you know, if I have a bad night, like if I mess up some stuff and, you know, you go hang out afterwards and nobody noticed anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> even, even like drummers that should know that I've screwed up, they didn't know. Performing, performing live and everything now with a camera and everybody's cell phones all the time, it's got to be a little bit more nerve-wracking compared to 20, 30 years ago. If you fuck up everything in a song or like yeah. you forget the lyrics or something, now it's like you see um, who's a Post Malone. He was just like high on something, and he's falling all over, and everyone's like, pray for Posty. I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's I just, I just actually saw that show. I took my daughter to it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never wait. Yeah, I never. It would have been great if Jesse was the one who posted. Pray for <laughs> <Yeah>. posting. <laughs> I never. Yeah, like, then, then he wanted to hang out afterwards, and I was like, "I'm not taking my 13 year old to a post Malone after party." Nothing. Oh, you should have. Oh, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I never understood him. Yes. Never understood him. I never understood Post Malone or liked him until he did that Nirvana special. He. 
did yeah. that. He, he nailed I that. At all. I like all of them. Yeah, you know what? Like You could tell he was like a rock guy first. And yeah. Then, he has a good rock voice. Yeah, he does. And, and he can play guitar, you know? That's, yeah. that's something. He wasn't trying to do hip-hop right out of the gate. He kind of just fell into it. Like, you know, he was just... He made that song, uh, White Iverson, Iverson, and it was playing in the background of uh, his friend's, like, Twitch stream. Right. And that's pretty much how he came about. But other than, he, he was always, like, a rock person. Yeah. I know a lot of rap guys that were rock first, like uh, Yellow Wolf. And, um, I feel like MGK's got that vibe, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. That's one of the knocks on a lot of... We'll get, I'll reserve my alone. We'll get into that. Another. Yeah, some hip hop guru. Yeah. Up all right, there. all right, all right. So, <laughs> hey, potential guest. You, you brought your girl, or sorry, you brought your daughter to like a postponed concert. Now that like you have a kid and stuff, do you find yourself having to listen to certain music that you're just like, oh fuck. Like, is oh there any? <laughs> like is yeah. any, any song or any concert you had to go to not that you're not a fan of the artist it's just not your style and you're just like oh yeah. fuck you know what like i appreciate anybody still doing it because music is as hard yeah. as it could ever be right now yeah, yeah. No, you're right if you're still doing it you know like back when i was younger i would like if there was a band that i thought was bullshit or or you know i'd i'd talk some shit or something but if, if I see a band on stage and, and they're doing it as their job, then I have respect, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. It's not easy. And, yeah, we've we've talked about this before. Like, when we were younger, we would look at people like, oh, you're such a fucking sellout, this and that. But now, as you go further on and you try to pursue whatever it is, like, like I do stand-up, and, like, you, you see these people and you're like, oh, I would never do a show like that. But then at this point, you're like, damn, I would do a fucking show like that. Uh-huh. I can't take that credit. Yeah. And you know what? Like, a lot of times I, I'll watch a band and, and, you know, maybe it's not my cup of tea, but they're good at what they do, you know? Yeah. That's they're, fair, yeah. They're yeah. obviously doing something right if they have a big crowd in front of them. So, yeah. Now, do you find it harder now? Like, you said music's hard now to make it. And it's true because, like, when you guys started out, it was CD sales. And torn, uh, and now, like you put music out, it, hey, people are gonna steal it. You know that. Yeah. So, like, really, all your money's going. You got a tour nonstop, and with this whole COVID uh, yeah. thing, when I, we first started doing this, it's like you make an album and then you go on tour to sell more albums. You know, that's where that's right where the money was. Yeah. And now you have to make an album to go on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like with this COVID, like. You guys, you're not touring right now. Like, how did, did that screw up, like, the whole year? And, like, what's that like? You know, I, I feel bad for, like, newer bands and stuff because it must be really tough. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a lucky bastard. I've been doing this for 20-something years, and, you know, I, 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 I'll be all right, you know. Even if we, we, we book summer 2021, that's, that's our next tour, apparently. <laughs> you do it. If you're doing yeah. any on the East Coast, we'll have to uh, we'll have to come by. Yeah, if you stay in Jersey, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there's talk of a couple shows around here. I think. Nice. I want to introduce you guys. <laughs> yeah, right on. Uh, on True Exact Radio. <laughs> it, it's definitely more Europe because I guess we do better there for some reason. Um, <laughs> well, they think you're jackass. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to bring you, man. Rock, rock is just like bigger there, you know. Right. Uh, and well, and 
that's what I want to like, get into. The state of rock right now. How do yeah. you feel about it? I mean, it's like kind of they say it's dying and whatnot. Like and how Lord is kind of, not to knock her, but she like gets nominated for rock awards. Like what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, cool. you know? rock is definitely uh, not anything like it was even no. ten years ago here. Yeah, but um, yeah, in Europe, rock is still huge and and just there's like the culture of going to shows there you know um mm. you know like me, go, going to see live music in europe is like is like as popular as sports is here you know huh. so that's kind of cool yeah you notice <laughs> that too and like people who don't even speak the same language go over there and they sell out yeah. tours and it's like yeah. I guess it's just the 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 show aspect, kind of like tailgating to a soccer, going to a soccer game instead of actually enjoying the soccer game. You know, right? Kind of the culture yeah. and the ambiance. And and there's definitely a double-edged sword to the internet, like obviously the reasons we mentioned. But um, you know, we could tour Budapest and Croatia and like South Africa and stuff, and people know who we are. Yeah, that's, that's I don't wild. think that would have happened without the internet. You know? No, you're right. Have you ever have you ever been in a country where you're like, this is I, I probably shouldn't be here, like performing, and it's kind of super super dangerous. Russia. <laughs> yeah. Really? I was actually bring that up, like to piggyback what you said earlier. There's a documentary on Billy Joel in the '80s. He went to Russia, and yeah. he was like, "All right, I got to do this. I got to do this show." And he said, "It's just crazy because in the '80s, all the propaganda from both sides. It's like, <laughs> oh, they're evil." And then they think that we're, you know, capitalist pigs. And he goes, they, they're singing. They don't know English, but they're singing the words to my song. This, yeah, and he's like, yeah. we're just like we have this bond at every show. And it's just kind of incredible that music brings people together. Like I, I, I saw that Billy Joel thing. And, man, I can't imagine what it was like in the 80s. Because yeah. when I went, you know, not that long ago, uh, it was crazy. It was like, you know, I shouldn't say that. Like, St. Petersburg, Russia is pretty chill like it's more like a scandinavian country mm -hmm. it feels like you're in like helsinki or stockholm or something but when we got to moscow shit got real crazy like yeah the the club we played was owned by the mafia like it was like a mafia wow. yeah like well, they, been, they, go, uh, they go here's the dressing room and then there's six other rooms with dudes with like farragamo suits and stuff you know having a meeting and you're like <laughs> That's not security. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah, then you yeah. start putting two and two together, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Um, but it's pretty smart, you know. You throw, yeah. throw a few grand at some American band; they don't speak the language; they're not going to ask questions. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that's gone. What's the wildest country you've toured? Like, just where it's, you're like, "What the hell is going on here?" I don't belong. Uh, <laughs> I think. Scotland, uh, the, I, the first time I ever went there, like, you know, I can't see much from where I'm at. Like, I can see the front part of the crowd, like maybe the first couple rows. But every time the house lights came on, you would just see, like, bodies in the air and, like, feet. <laughs> and, I mean, it was insanity. And then when we got done playing, I went outside for a smoke, and then there was, like, a hundred people all lined up on the curb, all bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
one story I remember you telling, I forgot what I heard it on, but you got to tell these other guys, didn't, wasn't there a dead bum outside one of your shows when you went? Oh yeah, man. That was on tour with uh Guar. And, and they, just, in, uh, they ignored him. Yeah. It was, uh, it was San Francisco uh, at the Warfield theater. And it's like, probably the worst neighborhood I've ever seen. Like it was just complete chaos. And, um, I, uh, walk outside the bus and then these two homeless guys started fighting and then the one got stabbed and then just died. And there was cops right there watching with me. And I just said to the cops, I was like, is this guy dead? And they're like, yeah, probably. Like, like it was like, it was like I asked directions or something, you know? Like, and then crazy. people were just stepping over him to walk into your show. Yeah. yeah. yeah people were just stepping over him like, like, like no big deal at all. And they're like, wait a minute, there's a dead guy. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Yeah. You're kind of like, what the fuck? I'm, I've never seen his like body. It. Is he dead? Yeah, he was laying there and, pe and people were going around him in the line. Not even saying any sense. Yeah. The cops were chanting CKY as a, as a guy was dying next to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you made it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I appreciate it, guys, but what the hell? It's either, it's either save his life this or This is no a life, thing guys. that you might want to take care of. I paid a hundred dollars for these tickets. He could win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. I, you know, it sucks that I laugh at things like that. No, it does. Like, like I don't, you know, I don't wish death on him. But just the him. concept of the story is pretty fucking yeah. surreal. It, it was horrifying when it was happening, but telling the story, you know, <laughs> ten ten years later, it's it's kind of funny in a fucked up way. <laughs> did, did the guy who <laughs> did the guy who stabbed him just run after he stabbed him? I think he just casually walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he just knows in that neighborhood nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Oh, but it's pretty, not. pretty horrible, man. Absolutely yeah. horrible. Oh man, I I Harpo's in Detroit, same same shit, man. It's Detroit's rough. Oh uh, yeah, Detroit's especially rough. there. I remember um the some real estate guy came up to me. Uh, after sound check, and was selling the whole block. Uh, it was probably about twenty houses, like twenty row houses, and he said they were a dollar each. Wow, that's like yeah. monopoly. I said that. Yeah. I said that years ago. You could buy a house in Detroit for a thousand dollars. I was waiting for it to explode, and then it'll be worth a hundred thousand. I, I could have bought happened. an entire block of of Detroit for twenty dollars. You could have owned the city. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, like, is this a joke? And he was like, no, like, I'm from the bank, and we don't want to hold all these freaking mortgages, so we're just giving them away for a dollar. Yeah, and you if you would have bought, bought it, it's probably worth ten dollars today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have bought those great houses. Investment. You could have bought yeah. those houses and let that homeless guy who got stabbed live in it, Jess. You could have saved his life. Saved life. Yeah. I turned my twenty dollars into thirty-eight dollars. Yeah, <laughs> only great investment. Years. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like uh, owning Baltic, Baltic, and uh, what's the other shit one in Monaco? Mediterranean. We don't talk bad about 
the Monopoly pieces on this show because Baltic <laughs> and Mediterranean are the key to winning that fucking game. Oh, yeah, dude. You get hotels on them and they, they start paying. It's two fifty. It's two fifty for a hotel. You pass go. You collect your two hundred. You pay the piper. That's what I. Slumlord. Slumlord. Scotty Piper. I've been, I've been playing a lot of Monopoly lately, and during the lockdown or whatever. It's a great game. Now there's rumors that I cheat during it, but that's for another episode. Everybody well, they make a cheat. new Monopoly where you're supposed to cheat. Apparently. Yep. I've, played it's that, all the I've never heard of this. I don't know anything about it. Cheating is encouraged. You're supposed to cheat, but if you get caught, you get penalized. So it's a whole whole thing. (laughs) Jess, we like to do this thing, uh, gun to your head segment. Um, Ram, do you have any more questions from before we get to it? No, go ahead. All right. um, I I have one question. Go on, go on. Do you know who Travis Scott is? Yeah. Do you think I got I, I got four kids, dude? I, I know I know all that stuff. <laughs> but although he's not necessarily rock, I don't know if you saw his uh his documentary on Instagram Afterworld. He is his shows. You should watch that. His shows are insane. Kids are. It's like the biggest. Well, like, my kids all kids. watched. I think he played a, a virtual concert or something on Fortnite. <laughs> so so they all saw that. Kids go. So maybe I'm maybe that's that. the future. We'll we'll all just do concerts through. Uh, Xbox or something. That's crazy. Say he's like the la- he seems like he's like a rock star. The way like the the crowd goes crazy. Like they're they got bloody noses. There's mosh pits, and he's a rapper. He's yeah. just like it's it's really you should watch that when you get a chance. It's actually kind of I got nothing yeah you got it. No one's seen it. So you've been working on any new music or anything during the quarantine, or you just kind of been relaxed? Yeah, and- I. Uh- Luckily, I, there's a studio like right down the street from me that's pretty awesome, and uh, I'll pop over there every once in a while. And I've, I've been working on this one album for for a while with uh, I got uh, Scott Reader uh, from Caius, and um, Danko Jones is on um, some of it. Um, it's pretty trippy, man. That that dude Scott Reader, he, he was he turned down Metallica. It's like <laughs> who who does that? Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that documentary they made, Some Kind of Monster, with, where they were trying to find a bass player. That is one of the best documentaries ever made. Yeah. Well, I, I, apparently he got the gig, and then, you know, he saw the touring schedule, and he's like, ah, I can't tour for that long. <laughs> like, you're in the <laughs> biggest know. rock band yeah. in the world. I know. Well, he's got, like, this big-ass ranch in California, so I guess it's a lot of work, so he can't exactly go on tour for three months at a time or whatever, you know? Why audition then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, he was in Tool, too, for a minute. Yeah, like, the guy's, yeah, like it's crazy. And then he's in Caius. Like, you know, Caius was Queens of the Stone Age. You know, that was yeah. where, where they were first called. And, uh, I mean, that band's legendary, you know? So, what, um, How come we never got a Narkill tour? <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I was trying to make that happen. Oh, that would have been great. But Tika Mello doesn't like to travel, so. Yeah. <laughs> you stay in touch with all the guys still? like. Yeah, most of them. I, I bump into Ray Kian at the grocery store a lot. <laughs> is, he, is he in the mustard aisle or no? <laughs> oh, man. He, he, he wouldn't be caught dead in that. <laughs> that is the weirdest fear I've ever heard. This yeah. fear. <laughs> like how somebody could hate mustard that much is Yeah, and if, if you ask him why, he has like some – Really long scientific answer behind it. 
It's is it the yellow or the grainy mustard? Because the yellow is. I, I'm well, that. He, you know, he's like a he's a chemist, so um, that's like <laughs> his job. And uh, he's like, ah, the, the environment of the mustard seeds and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Do I have to research this? Is there something I don't know about mustard? <laughs> I don't, I don't know what his deal is with it, but apparently, like, uh, if you're a chemist, it's it's gross. <laughs> fucking weird. That's so yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> All right, it's Jess. a bunch of it's a bunch of chemicals that don't go together, I guess, in 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 Raytheon land. <laughs> yes, they let every person in the world eat it, so yeah. it can't be that bad. Oh, I've been eating it all my life, and I'm all right. <laughs> well, that's debatable. Hey, Jess, man, uh, thanks for coming on. We want to get to the gun to your head segment. Um, now, yeah, what we do is we have five questions each, and we take this really serious. We do a little yeah. wordplay. It's not necessarily your, like, uh, Fritos or Doritos thing. It's a little wordplay involved since, you know, we like to mix it up a bit. You get to pick the winner at the end, and we have an ongoing tally. So there's a lot of pressure on you, all right? Okay. Okay, so I won last time. I'll repeat that. I won last time on a, on a controversial coin. <laughs> diabolic. So I will go last. We'll start with Brian here. Uh, you go first, Brian. All right. All right. So first one I got, would you rather be a backstreet boy or an uptown girl? <laughs> mm. uh, you know what? I, I knew the, the one backstreet boy and – he seemed to have a pretty good life. So, uh, I'll, uh, I think he's a chef now or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's on like chopped and stuff now. Is his name and, Chef uh, Boyardee? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, that, that dude, Joe. Wait, Joey. Is he a Backstreet Boy? Or no, he? he's in sync, man. Oh, he's in sync, yeah. dude. I always confuse him. In that case, I'll be an uptown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll do that one. <laughs> All right, that's uh, the Billy Joel song, right? All right yeah. 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 Why not? Would you rather get sacked by Ray Lewis or grab Ray Lewis by the sack? Uh, <laughs> I'd rather get sacked. Wait, like tackled? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, every once in a while, get, getting roughed up is pretty fun. You've taken bigger. You've taken worse hits. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man, that, that uh, Nigel the Hammer Hudson dude punched yeah. me in the gut. Well, how come they didn't show that on Jack? Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe for, like, <laughs> ten minutes. Well, he punched, <laughs> didn't he punch Bam? Yeah, he Jack. punched all of us. Why didn't they show you guys? They had to uh, go with the star. Because I think the jackass dudes were, like, you know, offered money to whoever did it. And we all did it. <laughs> and then they just picked whoever had the best reaction, I guess. What did it feel like, though? Like, Dude, it hurt like hell, man. Uh, that guy's like, you know, it's funny because he's not a big dude. So I thought, you know, it wouldn't be too bad. But, uh, man, I, I don't know how he didn't break my ribs and stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Brian, number three. Okay. Number three. Now you got to listen to the words on this one. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather skateboard or play Excite Bike? Ah, uh, dude, I used to have that arcade game, Excite Bike. Well, I had like the the art, the the Nintendo with all the games on yep. it. 
Uh-huh. And that game is badass, so I'll do that. Nice. <laughs> All right. Would you rather eat at hula hands or eat with hooligans? <laughs> hula hands. Damn, I remember that place. And it was pretty decent, so I'll pick eat, eat at hula hands. <laughs> Last one. Would you rather drum battle Travis Barker or bark at a guy named Travis? <laughs> well, my uh, tour manager was named Travis, so I barked at him every fucking day. <laughs> so, so I'll go with that one. <laughs> all right, that's your five. Eric, you're up, buddy. Uh, Eric, what's right. the making up to do? You've been slacking the past I've been sl- I got a lot going on in my life. Uh, <laughs> would you rather eat at Chuck E. Cheese for a month or live with Chuck E. the doll for a week? Mm. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. Last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese for some kid's birthday party, I ate a slice of pizza and barfed, like, all night long. <laughs> so you'd rather live with a killer doll? So I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with Chuck E. the doll. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Fight James Bond in the woods or Bond with a man named James in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he's getting a great reaction. You know, the new James Bond, what's his name, Daniel Craig? He's getting older, man. I, I think I could take him. <laughs> All okay. right. I, I started off hot. I should have reversed these. Uh, if you have to take a shot of something, would it be hot sauce or soy sauce? Mm. Hot sauce every time. Yeah. I literally thought yeah. of that five seconds ago. Um, would you only use chopsticks when eating for the rest of your life or get hit by sticks for a half hour every week? Uh, I, I get hit by sticks. Oof. It's happened a lot when I'm drumming, so I'm used to it. <laughs> would you rather have 2020 vision forever or completely skip the year 2020? Uh, yeah, I want to fast forward through this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. You done, Eric? <laughs> Raymond, you're up. You're our first guest to have these. Yeah, Everybody I've never done go. this before. I'm going to start right with the big one. Would you rather have rake Jan's kangaroo teeth or brush your teeth for a year with a rake? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. His teeth are terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would go with the teeth because you can get them fixed, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather eat only mayo for a year? Or sweat mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? After a two-hour show, I'm pretty sure I am sweating mayonnaise. So I'll go with that one. <laughs> Would you rather be attached at the hip or attached at the arm to somebody? Uh, I need my arms for drumming, so I guess I'll do hip. <laughs> I don't know. Do you rather play on tour with Fallout Boy or a teenage boy band? <laughs> Man, Fallout Boy was on Island Records with us, and we used to scare the shit out of him at all the Christmas parties. <laughs> uh, but you know what? They seem like good kids, so I'll uh, I'll go with Fallout Boy. <laughs> all right, last one: get bit by ninety-six bugs or eat ninety-six bitter bugs. <laughs> uh what kind of bugs? <laughs> I don't know how bugs taste, but they're bitter. <laughs> I was just in Mexico City, and people were eating those, like, giant beetles. Yeah. Never happened. They were peeling the shell off and eating the meat inside, I guess, if you want to call it that. There's COVID-20. And uh, cricket tacos. Those are weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people seem to like it, though, so maybe I'd give that a try. I'd, I'd eat 
96 right. bugs. <laughs> now, now the reigning champ steps in looking for the first time to two-peat here. I'm not liking my chances, Jess, so hopefully you have a good reaction. All right. Would you rather fight the band Corn or the children of the corn? <laughs> uh, I'd fight Corn. All right. They're my favorite band. <laughs> Would you rather? Yeah, wear you know what? We we oh. played some gigs with those guys, and and they they put on a good show, man. Yeah, yeah they're my favorite band. Would was... you Would you rather wear a swimsuit everywhere, or have to swim in suits every time you go in a pool? I've been wearing a swimsuit the whole time I've been down here, and it's not too bad. So I'll right. go with that. <laughs> would you rather listen to three eleven for one year, or weigh three hundred and eleven pounds for one year? <laughs> oh man. I'd, I'd weigh 311. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be stuck in a room with Hannibal Lecter or lecture a room of cannibals? <laughs> uh, I'd go with Hannibal Lecter. I'd, I'd talk him into being a nicer guy. All right. <laughs> Would you rather spend your life searching for Carmen San Diego or be in a car stuck with men headed to San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Every time I'm in San Diego, I, I don't know what's going on down there, but I can't wait to leave. So I'll, I'll do Carmen San Diego. All right, man. Who's the winner? Was it Brian? Who was the first one question that stuck out? You got to pick a winner here. It's always the I think that last one was my favorite. So yeah. <laughs> champion, repeating champion. Man. I don't know why. That was, that was really funny to me. Carmen San Diego. I remember that game. Yeah, you know, fresh in their heads, Scott. The that's, that's the pleasure of going last. You got to yeah. win, Eric, and then you get to go last. Yeah, Jeff, you know what? That's a definite is... benefit because I have a short-term memory, big time. So, yep, exactly. Scott's going last. He's too big to fail.